What is going on, everybody? Hopefully, you guys are all doing well out there. Today, a very, very special and authentic episode of the Sports Card Show podcast. And I emphasize this is an authentic episode of Sports Card Radio. And we're joined today by Ryan, who is at Sports Card News on Twitter, has his own podcast. Hosted on SportsCardRadio.com. How you doing, Ryan? Doing excellent. You know, you know it's a, a very special, special day to uh, when when we join each other on a podcast. You know, something uh, fairly interesting or fairly stupid happened. Definitely. And why don't before we get into things, why don't you tell everybody out there where you are? <laughs> well, I'm looking out on. The looks like river or lake that separates Scottsdale and Tempe. I'm in a three bedroom condo that was probably built a couple years ago and uh, enjoying the sights and sounds of Arizona. Uh, beautiful weather out here, and it just so happens to be the Arizona Fall League is going on all week. So uh, today I saw two baseball games one at 12 30 and another at 6 30. And uh, on the schedule for tomorrow and the rest of the week are just uh, some baseball games here in the Scottsdale, Tempe, Mesa area. So absolutely incredible, beautiful. I'm steps away from Arizona State University. And again, I'm overlooking. I wish I knew the name. I think it's called, I don't think it's Lake Tempe or something. I mean, it's absolutely incredible. So you can get some really good prices on uh, vacation rentals during this time of year as opposed to spring training. So wish you were out here. We could, we could uh, record the podcast together, but we'll have to do this remotely. Yes, we might. Uh, and we are going to be on today's authentic sports card show podcast. And I emphasize the word authentic because we had an issue materialize this week on Twitter, I was sitting there, I think I was like feeding my son a bottle, and I was just watching the news and flipping through Twitter, and all of a sudden, I see uh, a tweet by Leaf Company, Leaf Trading Cards, maker of, I don't know, what, what does Leaf make these days? Hockey cards? They make hockey cards? They uh, make USA football cards? Or Leaf? Uh, no, what was it called? Uh uh, Under Armour All Pro. Oh, okay, game or yeah, okay, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, I think they own some other brand. I think they own Sport Kings, maybe, and there's like another in the game or something. I don't know. Hockey, hockey, sure. mainly hockey. And uh, at one time, though, they had an exclusive relationship with Damian Lillard, who is an NBA basketball player and one of the top players in the league, and one Rookie of the Year during his rookie year, which was five or six years ago. Well, they responded to a tweet that Damian Lillard made on Twitter. And, and uh, Lillard kind of reminds me a little bit of Ocho Cinco. Damian Lillard is not so full of himself that he actually responds to fans. And that might be a big reason why he has over one million followers on just Twitter. And the tweet 
Brian Gray, I assume, from Leaf Trading Cards was responding to was someone posted a link to a Damian Lillard autograph for sale on eBay. And uh, I'm assuming a potential buyer or a fan of Damian Lillard tweeted at Damian Lillard on Twitter, who is Dame, D-M-E, Lillard, underscore Lillard. That fan or that potential buyer tweeted at Lillard the link to this item and asked if it was real, the signature was real. Since I assume Lillard has a reputation of responding to fans. And Lillard responded at 8.19 p.m. on October 10th, 2017. Simply two words, fake signature. Okay, no big deal. There's got to be lots of fake autographs of Lillard floating out there. And we'll talk in a minute how Lillard's signature was probably certainly hotter and more valuable and more rare five or six years ago when he was the Rookie of the Year. But let's get through this Twitter timeline a little bit so everybody listening to the show who's not glued to Twitter, who's turned off it by maybe the president tweeting so much or all the other flaming that goes on there, about 40 minutes later, about 30 minutes later, actually, a fan... The Jalepsy on Twitter asked Damian Lillard, how can you be so sure? Referring to the fake signature claim Lillard made 30 minutes prior. Lillard simply said, that ain't my signature. Period. End of story. Now, I know we have a very highly educated audience here on the Sports Card Show podcast. I know 99.9% of you listening to the show are highly educated. Have a great job. I've met some of you. Many of you have better jobs and better education and far more educational skills than I do. I'm pretty sure after the athlete himself tweets twice Not once, but twice that an autograph is not real. I'd like you all listening to the show to raise your hand if you'd buy that autograph. Send me an email at sportscardshow at gmail.com if an athlete himself who wasn't old, this isn't a a 75-year-old Hall of Famer who's on his deathbed. This isn't someone like Muhammad Ali, who, you know, rest in peace, first of all. Second of all, was in poor health the back half of his life, making an opinion on autograph. I mean, if Muhammad Ali said an autograph was fake, or if an old-time Hall of Famer said an autograph that he signed 40 years ago was fake... Maybe you believe him, maybe you don't. Maybe if it's Layla Ali claiming her father's autograph was fake, maybe you don't believe him. This was a 27-year-old athlete 
who's in the prime of his career, prime of his life. Let me remind you, Damian Lillard attended college, and unlike 99% of the NBA players, he went all four years. This was someone who wasn't highly recruited out of high school. This is someone that grew up on the streets of Oakland, California. I'd love to see a lot of these guys asking Damian Lillard for an apology to go to Oakland and ask a brother for an apology about saying his signature isn't real. His signature is not real. I'd like you to go to a gas station in Oakland, watch a brother sign a receipt and tell him that ain't real and watch what the happens to you. Brothers from Oakland are no joke and are not dumb. Marshawn Lynch, not an idiot. I'm sure there's plenty of other examples out there. Tupac wasn't an Jimmy idiot. Rollins. Who? Jimmy Rollins, I believe. Jimmy Rollins. Area native. Go to, so all you guys out there who don't believe Damian Lillard's word, go to Oakland, find another brother, have him sign a piece of paper, and then look him in the face and say you didn't sign that. <laughs> and watch what happens to you. And we're laughing here, but that's exactly what happened on Twitter. Let me follow up with this. After Damian Lillard tweeted, not once, but twice, a signature, his signature, not his mother's signature, not his teammate's signature, Damian Lillard said twice that an item that was listed for sale was not real. Twice. I don't know how many athletes get on Twitter and openly comment about fake signatures. I bet the number that comment twice is incredibly small. Get an athlete to respond to you on Twitter is one thing. Get them to respond about an autograph being fake or real is another thing. To get them to respond twice. So you can imagine Beckett Authenticator, who was, I believe, the authenticator in question, tweeted on October 11th, this is a day later, Dame Lillard autographs change over time. We stand by the SIG you called out, and you being Damian Lillard. Again, they're tweeting this to Damian Lillard. I'd love to see the fat white guy at Twitter, or excuse me, at Beckett, the fat, idiot, fat slobbering card collector that tweeted this at Damian Lillard, go to Oakland and do this. And watch what happens to your fat ass. But let me get through this tweet. On October 11th, someone from Beckett Authenticator tweeted at Damian Lillard, who the day before tweeted twice that the item was fake. Beckett took it upon themselves to at tweet Damian Lillard and say, autographs change over time. Like a four-year college grad doesn't know that. Autographs change over time. We stand by the SIG you called out. Have a second look and compare for yourself and let us know. Oh my God. And they posted like five, they posted like five photos 
of Damian Lillard's signature. Like Damian Lillard doesn't know what his own autograph looks like. This is someone 27 years old and is uh, a millionaire. Has a successful basketball career. Has a successful rap album. Is a college graduate. And some fat white guy who works at Beckett wants him to take a second look when he's already taken two looks. He wants him to take a third look. And let us know. He already let Beckett know, but they want him to not one, not two, but three looks at his signature. Not to be outdone, Leaf underscore cards, Leaf trading cards tweeted the same day, October 11th, 2017 at 12.51 p.m. This item, referring to the Damian Lillard autograph that Damian Lillard himself said was fake, not once, but twice. Leaf trading card said, this item is not fake, in my opinion. We had Damian Lillard exclusive for autographs his first two years in the league. And it looks like rookie era SIG. Let me further the conversation. On October 10th, this again, the same day Lillard said two autograph, the same autograph was fake twice, not once, twice. He looked at it twice. On October 10th, another fan or potential buyer, Fonzie Sotelo on Twitter, tweeted at Damian Lillard, how about this one? Same seller. And it's a picture of, it appears an 8 by 10 autograph, autographed by Damian Lillard. By the same seller, Damian Lillard claimed was selling fake autographs. This one happens to be authenticated by JSA, a competitor to Beckett. Guess what Damian Lillard said? That's real. Whoa. So it's oh, wait a sec, wait a sec, wait a sec. So just to review, just so I'm clear listening to this, Damian Lillard said an autograph from one from from seller A that was authenticated by BAS Beckett Authentication Services was not real. He said that on Twitter. Not then, once. Not once, but twice. But twice. He reiterated it. Then someone sent him another Lillard autograph from the same exact seller, and then Lillard said that one was real. Yes. The only difference, this one is certified by a competitor. Okay. JSA. Okay. Wow. Wow. Go on, please. Again, we have a very high IQ audience here. The emails I've gotten, the tweets I get from true listeners, true fans, the ones I've met in person, 
had dinner with are all highly, highly intelligent people. I am going to be on this show letting you all highly intelligent people draw your own conclusions. But when an athlete who is in the prime of his career, in the prime of his life, is a four-year college graduate, says not once, but twice, a signature is not real, but later is confident on another one. Are you going to believe Beckett? Who has four or who presented four or five samples of Lillard's autograph? They were not present when any of these autographs were signed. Lillard was. Are you going to believe Leaf Cards? who claims that they witnessed about 5,000. I got an exact number from Leaf. They say over two years, they witnessed about 5,000 signatures of Lillard. They claim to be a, a more of an expert on Lillard's own signature after seeing 5,000 signatures. I'm pretty sure I could pull up Google and look at 5,000 signatures of just about anyone living. I, what do I need Beckett for? What do I need Lee for? What do I need any authenticator for? If all it takes is looking at 5,000 signatures. And now all of a sudden, not only am I an expert on that signature. I'm a more of an expert on that signature than the player himself or the person signing that himself. Not only that, Beckett and Leaf are going off a, an eBay listing. They're looking at a picture of a picture that is signed. None of them were present when that was signed. The person that was there or could have been there or we know if it's real, was there, Damian Lillard said that the item was fake not once, but twice. And yet we have major, put that in big air quotes. Okay, we have, I should actually scratch that, that uh, last segment. If we had any kind of uh, production quality on this show, I would just edit this out. We have two dumb Companies run by fat, middle-aged white men who sit around fondling autographs and cards claiming they know Damian Lillard's autograph more than he does. Damian Lillard is a four-year college graduate, is like 27 years old, is from the streets of Oakland, California. And these guys have the audacity to tell Damian Lillard he's incorrect about his own signature. I mean, I, I couldn't have done a show and made this up. It is preposterous. 
It shows how arrogant. These guys think they look at uh, four signatures, five signatures on some cardboard, and they're an expert. Someone thinks I see 5,000 signatures of someone, and I'm a, a more of an expert than they are. This is like going to a college class, having a professor who wrote the book that is required for the class, and then raising your hand and telling him he's full of shit. This is like the Supreme Court making a ruling and someone that doesn't have a law degree or never attended law school raising his hand, challenging the ruling. You gotta be fucking kidding me. It makes you guys look dumb. You guys are already looked upon as scum, greasy, autograph hounds. The players fucking hate you. Other fans hate you. Fans that have kids or kids out there that are just trying to get a signature hate you. People that are trying to buy real autographs hate you. And this is why. You guys get on Twitter... And it, I, I saw people saying Damian Lillard needs to apologize to Beckett. Can you get into the misinterpretation that the tweets questioning the authentic, or not questioning, Lillard saying that the autograph wasn't real, that Leaf and Beckett were both misled to believe that those tweets were deleted by Lillard, but in fact, they were not. And he also reiterated the fact that the autograph wasn't real. How bizarre was that? So today, I am in my second day of volunteering at a church. I am volunteering for F-R-E-E at a church the last two days. Okay. I'll repeat, the last two days I've been volunteering at a church. And why I'm there today, I'm getting tweets, three of them in fact, from Leaf. I won't read them all word for word, but they all essentially said the same thing. They said Damian Lillard deleted the tweets claiming the autograph was fake or actually proclaiming the autograph was fake. Brian Gray went on to say that Damian, by Damian Lillard deleting the tweets, it made Beckett authentication look really good and how they're the best in the business and how it made me look dumb and how maybe people should be apologizing to him and the seller and Beckett authentication. But there was only one problem. Damian Lillard did not delete the tweets. You know who actually did delete the tweet and the listing for the item? Oh, the seller of the supposed fake autograph deleted his tweet which was promoting his item on eBay. 
So no, Damian Lillard did not delete his tweets, even though Beckett retweeted somebody that claimed that. Leaf came at me not once, not twice, three times today. Three times as I'm volunteering at a church, I'm looking at my phone every once in a while seeing, oh, Damian Lillard deleted the tweets. I was like, oh, that's interesting. I'll have to check on that. After some quick investigation, no, Damian Lillard did not delete any tweets related to this. In fact, the seller who was promoting an autograph Damian Lillard claims was fake, oh, he deleted his tweet about the item and deleted the item. So, again, we have an intelligent audience out there. Damian Lillard claims autograph is fake, not once but twice. Beckett and Leaf claim no, their autograph is from your rookie year. A four-year college graduate, 27 years old, can't remember six years ago, apparently, anymore in the United States. People on the left might call that racist, since Lillard is black. But I'll let you make your own decisions about that. If Lillard was a white athlete, would they be doing that? I don't know. Then, these companies tried to spread the quote-unquote fake news that Lillard deleted his tweets, and he didn't. So the companies essentially tried to cover up or try to create the illusion that Lillard had backtracked on this claim by deleting the tweets, and he didn't. So, so to review, they either lied about him deleting their tweets, or they don't know how to use Twitter. Well, and it would imply both of them don't know how to use Twitter, because Brian Gray claimed he didn't know how to use Twitter, but he can look at 5,000 autographs and be an expert. I don't know right. about Isn't you. Isn't there a little bit of hypocrisy there that you can't use Twitter, a pretty fairly simple social media tool? You, you claim that Lillard deletes a tweet not once, not twice, but three times. And in none of the three times has was the tweet actually deleted. But you maintain that you're a, quote, autograph expert by looking at autographs on a computer screen and comparing them. Let me bring up another point that will emphasize that. As of today, Leaf has 6,637 tweets under their Leaf account. Uh, Leaf account. They joined August 2010, over seven years ago. They've been using Twitter for seven years, have over 6,000 tweets, which is longer than the two years they claim to have Lillard to an exclusive and the 5,000 signatures they saw. So they're actually, leave, if you based on number by numbers, and we, this is a sport, you know, we're in a sports business where stats matter. So you're an expert after two years and 5,000 signatures. You're an expert more than the guy signing the card, but you've been on Twitter for seven years and over 6,000 tweets, and you can't tell if a guy deleted a tweet or not. Again, I'll let our educated 
affluent, intelligent audience make their decision there, if that makes any sense. I will say the, the, the seller did contact us. And I want to emphasize that, contacted us. I did not reach out to him. His name is Joel Alpert, J-O-E-L-A-L-P-E-R-T. Email is joel, J-O-E-L, at alpert, alpert, A-L-P-E-R-T dot net. Go ahead and send him an email if you want. Offered to have Steve Grad on the podcast. Steve Grad, obviously, if you don't know, is uh, a Pawn Star fame, Pawn Star of the TV show. Appeared on there originally as an authenticator for PSA, is now running Beckett's authentication group, which I believe was originally partnered with JSA. Could be wrong about that. And Alpard offered, oh, let's, you know, let's have a discussion about this with an authenticator who wasn't there. Who posted five pictures of Lillard's autograph and claims, oh, that should be enough evidence to get Damon Lillard to backtrack. Who then retweeted somebody who said Lillard should apologize since he deleted the tweets, but he didn't. My response to Joel Alpart was basically, suck my fucking dick. And anybody that wants to... Go ahead. Does it concern you as a podcast host and somebody who's been in the hobby a long time that there is like such a, apparently a close relationship with these dealers, autograph hounds, whatever you want to call them, and the authenticator? The fact that the dealer can contact you and say, hey, I'll get Steve on the show. He'll, hey, l- l- let's work this out. That, what, that, does that relationship concern you at all? Of course it does. Uh, I mean, the business is one loop of, I, I mean, I don't, a middle-aged white Fledgling, I think, is a good way to describe these guys. And they rely on these athletes. But yet when the athlete gives his word, his or her word, on the authenticity of an autograph, they team up, apparently, like you said, this guy who got the autograph can all of a sudden call Steve Grad and get him on a podcast. And well, why why is Leaf? This isn't this wasn't a Leaf item, or 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 maybe it was. Why do you think Leaf is like literally going balls deep defending Beckett here? What what do you think that's all about? Well, I'm sure they have some. I'm sure a Beckett does some slabbing for them. I'm sure whatever Brian Gray. Well, Brian Gray wants to send Beckett stuff and have them authenticate it in about the same flippant manner that they ought to authenticate just about everything else. They look at two or three examples and say, eh, it's live ink. It's good. That's it. Brian Gray is in the loop as well. 
He's one of these dealers. He's one of these guys getting athletes to sign for him. He then needs another third party to authenticate it. So he needs to stay on. He needs to go to bat for Beckett, likely to get his ass padded some other time, some other place. And, and Brian Gray went to bat for Beckett numerous times today on Twitter. He later claimed, oh, I don't care what, they, uh, what their opinion is. But Brian Gray, quote unquote, on Twitter today said, I don't know what they looked at, referring to Beckett, but the four exemplars shown do the trick. So Beckett can show four examples of a little autograph that look similar to one in an eBay listing. Again, we're looking at a photo of a photo. We can't even tell if that's actual ink on there. It's a photo of a photo. We can't tell if the authentication has been tampered with. We can't tell if it's a for, uh, like a forgery. Could easily print out your own hologram or whatever they stick on there. So Beckett can look at four similar autographs, which again, Beckett was not there for. How do they know Damian Lillard signed the examples that they're looking at? That, is, that does the trick for Leaf cards, but Lillard saying not once but twice an autograph is fake, that doesn't do it. That's not believable. Again, we have an educated audience out there You have a signature. You have the person who supposedly signed that saying he did not sign that, not once but twice. You have a company who is looking at a picture of a picture of that item. Then they show four other signatures that look close to it. Could easily be, oh, wait. Maybe the forger signed all of them. Maybe uh, Lillard has a, you know, someone that was really good at forging his signature. That's supposedly good enough. The other point I want to make is six years ago when Lillard was a rookie and he was winning rookie of the year and he was like one of the hottest young players in the NBA, his autograph was worth a lot more than it is today. The incentive to create a very nice, good forgery of Damian Lillard autograph and likely the occurrence of forging Lillard's autograph was likely happening way more when he was a rookie than as a six-year player in the NBA who is a great player, but we could rattle off a dozen names in the NBA of players we'd much rather have their autograph who is more valuable, more collectible than Damian Lillard who plays in the Pacific Northwest for a team the East Coast of this country barely knows exists. More people seem to be getting at Damian Lillard for his rap album than for playing basketball these days. Not that his performance has slipped, but this is a guy that has not won any major award in the NBA since Rookie of the Year. His autograph is not expensive. It's not rare. 
It's not hard to find. We're not talking about George Washington's autograph. We're not talking about a Babe Ruth autograph. We're talking about Damian Lillard, who's in the prime of his career, is going to sign thousands upon thousands of more autographs. This is someone whose autograph was forged far more when it was, I would guess, over $100 when he was a rookie. I don't know how much his autograph sells for today, but knowing the basketball card the way I do, his autograph isn't selling more than Carl Anthony Towns' autograph. It's not selling more than Lonzo Ball. It's not going to sell more than LeBron. Probably not even Chris Paul, James Harden, Steph Curry, Kevin Durant. Throw in retired players. And Damian Lillard's autograph is not very desirable these days. So it doesn't surprise me. There might not be a lot of forgeries of today's signature, but there might be a hell of a lot of forgeries back when he was a rookie and, and under an exclusive deal with a niche card company who wasn't putting out a lot of product. So the demand for Lillard autographs was actually exceeding the supply, which is exactly, exactly what forgers and people that are in the business of forging signatures absolutely love. What? How did you react to... Leaf came pretty strong back toward you it seemed like you were really defending Lillard or at least defending the idea not really defending Lillard but defending the idea that hey if an athlete says an autograph is not real not once but twice like should I guess should we really question the guy or what does it say about well the question the guy exactly about their response to you uh uh I don't understand it, for one. First of all, I don't understand how a guy who signs something cannot be the sole authority, the judge and the jury of his own signature and how fat, middle-aged white men can be the authority on an athlete's signature. That is beyond me. The fact then that I, I basically laughed at him and said, you guys are full of yourselves. Literally, you guys are full of yourselves. Again, this is like attending college, having a professor who wrote an award-winning book on the subject, and you coming to class, raising your hand on the first day and saying you're full of shit. That is like the something that he wrote wasn't there, but it it was in the book. He knew he wrote it. Exactly. It just and I think the kicker for me is the fact, and I learned this late in the game, that Lillard in the same day was authenticating autographs. 
And he might have authenticated more. I, I only went back the last day or so. L- Lillard is a mildly prolific tweeter. So I'm not going to sit here and go through all his tweets and find other examples of this. But I can imagine if fans are doing this now, and the fact that he has a willingness to say if things are fake or real, the, it, it's likely something that he's done in the past. So this is someone who has a track record of providing a, an opinion on his own autograph as a 27-year-old college graduate from Oakland. And I say that, I, I bring up that he's from Oakland, not as a demeaning thing. I bring that up with the ultimate, ultimate of respect, knowing other guys that are from Oakland. They are sharp as a tack. The ones that don't even attend college drop out of high school. I would not question anyone's intelligence. The street smarts you develop growing up in Oakland far outweigh any fat, middle-aged white guy in this hobby. By a factor of 10, let alone someone who grew up in the mean streets of Oakland and found his way to a four-year university, graduated, was the sixth pick in the NBA, one rookie of the year, has a, a, a highly acclaimed rap album. This is someone who excels at something, two things that are extraordinarily difficult in this world, becoming a, a top-level, high-level professional athlete and a musician. Damian Lillard is currently doing both. And people are trying to tell me he can't recognize his own signature? Someone who is exceptional, who is like the the definition of exceptional, growing up in the straight hood, making it to college, graduating from college. I mean, he's already in the 1% right there. Then he goes on to the NBA. Now we're in like the half, top half of one half percent. Then he wins rookie of the year, which only, you know, less than a hundred people have ever won that award ever. Then he comes up with a rap album. How many uh, athletes have come, tried to rap and have been laughed at? Okay, everybody outside of Shaq, Shaq had, uh, you know, a very, uh, I think a platinum rap album back when he was a rookie. And Shaquille O'Neal is a Hall of Famer and one of the greatest players of all time. And is also very intelligent and highly educated. People are trying to tell me Damian Lillard, who has accomplished exceptional thing after exceptional thing, can't look at his own signature not once but twice and authenticate it, you guys are so, you have your head so far buried up your fucking shit-stained ass. It's not funny. It's disgusting. Put down the fucking donuts. Turn off your fucking computer. And open your fucking eyes. An athlete says a signature is fake not once but twice 
and you guys don't believe them, no wonder this fucking hobby hasn't gone anywhere in a decade, in two decades. Guys are full of shit. Anyone with uh, half the intelligence that Damian Lillard has can see this, let alone people that are as smart or smarter. They look at you fat fucking idiots and they're sitting there laughing their fucking asses off at you guys. You should just go to Damian Lillard's tweets if you want to get a laugh. You guys think we're on a podcast here blasting these guys? You should go see the, the hundreds of responses of people la- laughing at Leaf and Beckett and other people that were like questioning Damian Lillard on his own signature. Well, and the funny thing is, is that Leaf and Beckett, they probably couldn't even prove that they're, quote, Damian Lillard autograph experts. Like, they claim to be authentication experts. They don't claim to be Damian Lillard authentication. Well, apparently Brian Gray, Brian Gray claims he is an expert on Lillard because he saw 5,000 autographs over two years. That is such a short period of time. And again, we're talking about Lillard, who has uh, is responsible for every signature he's ever made. Correct. The course of his entire life. Correct. All the the course of change that, quote unquote, a signature can can have over the course of your life. I think we all can relate and identify that. But the only person who's going to be fairly familiar with that is Lillard himself or someone who pertains to be a Lillard autograph expert. What really bugged me is there were people who were like, oh, well, Beckett proved this. And I kept looking for where's the proof? They showed four pictures of autographs that, I don't know, I, I guess Lillard signed or not. They didn't have any proof of that. If they really authentic, if they authenticated this item, why, why wasn't there further proof done? Why wasn't a record of when that item was authenticated? Why isn't there videotape of it or better pictures or better exemplars? They literally do. They just pull up these four signatures, look at it for five seconds, and slap authentic or not on it. And since these dealers are buddy-buddy, since Steve Grad is apparently buddies with this guy who authenticated this Lillard signature, isn't he going to be a little more lenient or pass through them a little more quickly? Don't you, don't, wouldn't every, every best customer of a business, you treat them a little better, you try to give them better service? Absolutely. And the other thing about being an expert, this is more my own opinion, but most of the experts that I meet in my life have failed over and over and over and over again in their life. And through failure... They've become an expert. So instead of showing us just four autographs that are apparently real, again, Beckett provided no, no evidence that those autographs were real. Why, don't, why, why doesn't Beckett have four fake autographs of Lillard? If you're an autograph expert, just looking at the real ones certainly isn't going to, I don't think that's going to make you an expert, Right. Wouldn't you, do you think, think? Do you think a forger would just forge one Damian Lillard autograph? <laughs> don't you think if he forged one, he probably would forge? What do you think? Five, ten, a hundred? I mean, I it's. Mean, a, do, you, uh, do you think the forger would stop at one? I mean, it's hard to get in the head of a forger, but w- would he really stop at one? 
Shouldn't there be other examples if it indeed uh, isn't real? And maybe Beckett being a- an authenticator and quote unquote an expert about this, they should have those? They should have provided examples of this is a fake one and this is why the one we're looking at is not fake. Instead, they just provided some signatures that we, again, don't know if they're real or not and claimed, oh, we're an expert. We looked at this once and now we need, they needed Damian Lillard to look at it three times. They wanted Damian Lillard, the guy who was there and signed it, Beckett literally had some fat fucking idiot tweet at Damian Lillard. Oh, could you look at this a third time? A third time. And get back to us. Uh, To me, that is just the height of arrogance in this hobby. Beckett relies on these athletes and their popularity and and the, the value tied to their autograph. For them to tweet at an athlete who has not once but twice said it wasn't real and has said other autographs are real. For them to tweet at him, telling him to take a third look when Beckett doesn't ever has never in their life cut Damian Lillard a check in their life. The owner, the seller of the item, and the authenticator are apparently buddies. Or at least the dealer can get the authenticator on a podcast. And they can, Lillard can comment, it's fake once, it's fake twice, and Beckett says, no, 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 look at these pictures and tell us again. Take a third look for us for free. Are you, you gotta be kidding me. It just he did. It's Lillard did their job for them not once but twice, and now they want him to fucking do it a third time. Are you guys that fucking arrogant? This is a guy who's in the NBA, who's a multi-millionaire, who's one of the best players in the best athletes in the world. He's also one of the top rappers in the world. Two incredibly difficult things to accomplish in your life, to excel at in your life. And Beckett wants him to do their job. And when he disagrees with them, they want him to take a third look, not a a second look, a third look. It's just... These guys. It's really, and you know what? Here's here's a little bit of hypocrisy too. That one day, wasn't it? One day later, they tweet Dame Lillard, "Hey, take a third yes, look at this." Yes, it was a day day well, later. If you listen, there was another podcast. We'll, we'll give it a little shout. I want to say, let me get that potograph. They actually did take Steve Grad up on the offer to have him on the show. And here's some hypocrisy: when Steve Grad noticed that the Dak Prescott Panini Prism cards were auto pinned, he gave Panini ten days. Before he mentioned that on social media to anybody, mm. that he thought those cards were auto pinned. Mm. So mm. he gives Lillard one day to take a fucking third look at this fucking card, but he gives Panini 10 fucking days for these mm. auto pinned mm. Dak Prescott cards. Mm. These guys sleep together, 
jerk each other off, suck each, suck each other's dicks, 24 fucking 7. Mm. The, the dealers, the authenticators, the card companies, they give an athlete not even one day. They're on there blasting this athlete, telling him he's wrong, saying he should reconsider. Beckett fanboys are saying Lillard should apologize. Mm. They lie about Lillard deleting his tweets mm. several times. Multiple, multiple times. And other here. people, other people started tweeting that, that Correct. I had two I'm or three other people. fucking baseball games, trying to mind my own business. And I went to Lillard's Twitter feed like two or three different times be like, no, he didn't delete these. The seller did. Mm. The seller did. Who's, who's buddy buddies with the authenticator. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. I, I just want to emphasize that one more time. Beckett and Leaf combined spread the quote-unquote fake news, hashtag fake news. Amber alert, Amber alert, fake news. Mm. That Damian Lillard deleted the tweets, he didn't. The seller did. And other people, I had two or three people tweeting me, oh, Damian Lillard deleted the tweets. That's how fucking stupid you guys are. You believe someone, a middle-aged fat fuck that runs a card company or an authentication play, quote-unquote authentication place, but you won't fucking go do the research yourself. Go check the athlete's Twitter account, your fucking self. Put down the fucking chicken wings and the bottle of fucking lube in the Pornhub and go look at the fucking guy's Twitter account. It takes five minutes. I would have done it sooner, but I was volunteering my time, which is very valuable. I was volunteering my time while you stupid fucks were tweeting at me a fucking bold-faced lie. Guys are full of fucking dog shit. Guys should be fucking ashamed of yourselves. This is why your, your lives haven't fucking gone anywhere the last 10, 15 years, however long you've been in this hobby. That's why you're driving the same shitty car you haven't progressed in fucking life. Because you fucking sit around. You can't even fucking get the facts straight. Can't even fucking get the facts straight on Twitter. You want me to believe you can get the facts straight on a fucking signature that you weren't even fucking there for? You got to be kidding me. It's a fucking joke. And I'm ashamed of it. And I'm ashamed to be a part of an industry that has such fucking dumb shits that are a part of it. You guys are fucking dumber I'm, than hell. I'm tired of this shit. I'm tired of this shit. I honestly think we should just go nuclear and just ratchet up the Facebook ads, ratchet up the, the Twitter ads. If it worked for Donald J. Trump, I think it w could work for us too. And that's exactly what's going to happen. So all of you, Amber Alert, Amber Alert. All you fake autograph authenticators, all you guys that don't believe an athlete who says an autograph is fake not once but twice, you're going to get your ass blown up. 
And you might say, oh God, two guys sitting in their living room on a podcast, what are they fucking going to do? I'll put, let's see, four figures behind an ad campaign. Bare minimum, $1,000. Okay, $1,000 ain't shit to me. I'll put $1,000 behind Facebook ads, behind Twitter ads, to reach as many collectors, as many of your followers. So if you're Leaf, if you're Beckett, if you're these uh, fake autograph sellers, if you're Damian Lillard, I'm going to reach you by advertising and blowing up an article that I will be posting on this subject. That is a great idea to target Damian Lillard's followers because they're going to read, they're going to see it and yep, read it exactly. and have the same reaction we have as yep. be like, who the fuck is Leaf trading cards and Bass authentication? Who the fuck are they? Exactly. Who the fuck watches Pawn Stars and Steve Grad? We don't fucking have a clue who these motherfuckers are. Yep. So they we'll have put you on no fucking clue who you guys are. So let's target Damian Lillard's followers, his 1.5 million followers, and then the entire card community, and let's blow this up and get people to see the what arrogance, ass clowns these guys are. Disgusting. And let me remind everybody. We have a track record of this. This is not our first time around the track. It's not even our second time around the track. We have been around this. We've taken a few laps many years ago, a few years ago, not many years ago, just a handful of years ago. There was a breaker. I rarely bring people on the Sports Card Show podcast, and that's because my ego is so fucking big. I want to sit here and talk to myself. And that's it. <laughs> I don't give a goddamn about any card company. I don't give a goddamn about another blogger. I don't give a damn about an authenticator, a grader, anybody. Casual fan, casual collector, I'll bring you on. Card company, someone with something to sell, some greased up salesman, no thank you. you guys can eat a fucking dick. My educated, affluent audience deserves better than hearing from a slick car salesman. They can go try to buy a used Honda if they want to hear that shit. But the one time I made an exception, we brought on a breaker that claimed to be a godfather or just crushing it and just taking it was, was uh, opening up a streaming site as a, an investment. Last I heard, he was an Uber driver. No longer breaking. Before that, there was a gentleman that worked at Tops. And Ryan, you remember uh, Mr. Mark Sapir, former employee at Top, a top employee, not not a low-ranking blogger, or, you know, lister or card designer. Why don't you tell everybody what happened to Mark and what he is doing? At least last I heard. Haven't heard from him in a while, but uh, what he well, was Mark, doing. Mark was a, a Tops loyalist, long time, one of their longest tenured employees. 
like might have had over 10 years in the company. Valued greatly the perception of tops and tried to quell any kind of negative reaction toward tops on Twitter, mainly Twitter. That's why for many years you saw a lot of sports car bloggers never really say anything negative toward tops because Mark Sapir would essentially make a deal with all card bloggers that as long as they didn't say anything negative toward tops, they would maybe get some free product or access to a checklist maybe a week or two early before it came out. Just maybe some light stroking from Mark Sapir and tops. And this was actually an offer that Mark Sapir offered to me and to you when we had, uh, uh, when sports card radio was maybe pumping out more content, um, than it is today. Sapir made this offer personally to me and probably he's never heard this in his life. Uh, certainly from not any kind of sports card blogger. I looked Mark Sapir in the face and told him to go fuck yourself. I told him that me and my brother don't need shit from you. Literally this guy's hands were shaking at the industry summit talking to me. He kept walking away from me and then coming back with his hands shaking, being like, you don't want to make a deal. You don't want to do anything with us. And I kept looking him square in the face and saying, no, I don't give a fuck about you. Sure enough, not two months later, <laughs> this motherfucker mysteriously vanishes, whether he quit or fired or was let out the door. There was a lawsuit. A 10-year employee. 10-year employee who just two months later, his hands were shaking at the thought of a blogger writing something bad about him or tweeting something bad about him. He leaves to go join, I believe, Perina Dog Food Company <laughs> and is selling out for the dog food companies. <laughs> well, his hands were shaking. I, I want to just emphasize that mm. when he was talking to me, asking me if I wanted to take a deal with him and get free product from Tops, mm. And I looked him square in the face and said, I don't want shit from you. I don't need you. This was at the industry summit, which at the time of this meeting was setting attendance records year after year because, in part, some free promotion from this very podcast and sportscardradio.com. But tell us about how the relationship with the I don't want to call owner because he doesn't own it anymore, but the then owner of the industry summit, the then organizer of the industry summit, talk to about how that relationship deteriorated and then how the industry summit, how the attendance and the perception of that show has since deteriorated as well. Well, I had a, a very similar conversation with Kevin as I did with Mark Kevin Spear. Isaacson. Kevin Isaacson, the runner, the organizer of the industry summit for many years, he literally pulls me into a room and we're by, we're by ourselves in this kind of big conference room. It's kind of awkward. And we're sitting across from each other 
very close to each other, looking at each other. And Kevin Isaacson is basically giving me almost the same rap sheet as Mark Sapir, saying, why do you tweet these certain things? Why are you being negative? Blah, 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 blah. And I distinctly remember, and it's kind of ironic that I'm sitting here in, in Tempe, Arizona at the Fall League. I distinctly remember looking at Kevin Isaacson being like, this doesn't mean shit to me. I'm going to go home and watch baseball. And precisely the rest of the year, that's what I did. I went to minor league games, and the Giants probably won the World Series that year. This doesn't mean shit to me. Those were the words that came out of my mouth. These are not words these guys are used to hearing. They're used to, be, they're used to being able to bully bloggers or media guys or whatever you want to call it around. Getting them to be nice about the card companies and the products and an and event like the Industry Summit. So sure enough, the next year I was banned from the, the summit. Have no interest in re- returning. And since then, my last year at the summit, which was an all-time attendance record, we've seen this event fall off a cliff. cliff. I, I encourage these user, the listeners out there to think about where the industry summit is going to be held in 2018. You probably have no idea. There's a competing event now that Upper Deck is holding. They've pissed Upper Deck off so much that Upper Deck doesn't even go to the industry summit anymore and holds a competing event. Last year it was out here in Phoenix. This year it's going to be in Orlando, Florida, I believe sometime in January. So while the industry summit was getting free promotion from said you and myself, they were setting all time attendance records. And since we have been gone, attendance has felt fell off the cliff. It's moved locations. And again, I bet not 10% of your listeners to the show can guess which city it's in in 2018 in 2018 what my, our our highly intelligent lister is going to probably know is the panini black box a longtime staple at the industry summit was not even given to dealers during wow. the last show so panini is not even providing a a, a giveaway or a freebie Basically, one of the the most prized and talked about giveaways, literally the giveaway that when the years I was there, people talked about and anticipated highly, and a lot of collectors as well who didn't attend the event or didn't care to attend the event would look for on eBay or look for to buy the cards or the boxes themselves. That was not given away. The event was quote unquote sold or changed ownership. And during that time, we got confirmation from, I think, not one but two people that Mr. Kevin Isaacson himself was in some, quote, unquote, financial troubles. After going, having record attendance, the event started spiraling down so much 
that sponsors started pulling out and setting up their own competitive event to it. Sponsors decided not to give away uh, lucrative giveaways, which attracted a lot of the visitors or the attendees anyways. And not only that, the owner started having financial troubles. Well, and the summit this year in 2018 is in Dallas, which is headquartered where Beckett is, which has taken it over from from Isaacson and, and kind of run it and just maybe throw Isaacson a couple bucks to run this thing. So they're not going to Vegas. They're not going to Hawaii. They're not going to some other venue. Mm. They're literally staying home. Mm. I mean, how cheap is that? Mm. Beckett, who's probably one of the number one providers in terms of flying people out and, and hotels and, and uh, comping all that, they're cutting costs so much, these guys can go sleep in their own bed. Mm. Drive their own car. Mm. And we bring this up. Why are we talking about this? We have a track record of destroying, destroying people in this hobby who decide to not only insult another athlete's intelligence, but I, again, like you said, I had people lying to me, multiple people in this industry lying to me saying Damian Lillard deleted these tweets, which he did not. I had multiple people in this industry claiming they were autograph experts over and above the person that signs the item himself. They were not Damian Lillard autograph experts. They were just, quote, autograph authentication experts. Correct the height of arrogance to think that they're more of an expert on Lillard's signature than fucking Lillard himself. It's a joke. I mean, it's, 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 it's a, it's a terrible joke. It's like, it's not funny. And that's what I emailed the, the seller who emailed me I emailed him back and said, you guys have your head so far up your fucking ass, it's barely funny. This is why sports cards have not gone anywhere since we started the show eight or nine years ago. The hobby is in the exact same place. When I started this show nine years ago, I probably had a negative balance in my bank account. I was in a one, maybe one and a half bedroom apartment. I drove a 1973 Mercedes Benz to which I could not afford the gas to put it in. So it often sat, sat idle and not moving. I was unemployed. I had just closed a card shop. I was more broke than I'd ever been in my entire life, including in college and in high school when I had jobs. Imagine that, going through college and ended up being more broke after than I was during college. Flash forward nine years later, I live in a neighborhood where a bl literally... 
two blocks down the street, I saw a platinum Grammy award-winning artist, Gavin DeGraw, in concert three nights ago. I literally, two blocks down the street from where I live now, I can go watch a platinum award-winning artist sing at a historic theater. I live in a neighborhood where I have neighbors that have well in excess of million-dollar houses. I don't. Yeah, I'm dr- just gonna say that that neighbor that has that white house next to you. I don't know what he does, but he's balling. Like he. It's it's all farm. It's all farm and rancher and dairy money out here, for the most part. That's where all the money comes from. Those are some of the most wealthy people in the world. People don't understand how Trump voters vote the way they do. A lot of them have a lot more money than you, and they make it off the land. They make it off their their dairy and their cattle, their grain, whatever they're selling. I live in a beautiful neighborhood. I have a 2013 Mercedes. I'm once the lease is up, I'll be upgrading to a much nicer one, which with uh, twice the amount of horsepower. In fact, I already know which one I'm going to get. So over the course of nine years, I've gone from broke, living in, having one foot in the shitter, to now I have two feet planted firmly in a pot of fucking gold. And I volunteer my fucking time multiple times per week, sometimes for an entire week. I volunteer my time because I am so extraordinarily blessed because I've busted my fucking ass over the past nine years and I haven't had my head stuck so far up my ass that I don't believe an athlete who says the signature is real, not once but twice. I take his word for it. And it's not surprising to me, people in this industry who've tried to fuck with us have seen their fortunes go the opposite direction. And I encourage anybody out there that want to see their fortune go in the opposite direction, make fun of me on Twitter, at SportsCardRadio. Email me at SportsCardShow at gmail.com. Try to email me and tell me what to do. Try to tweet me and tell me Damian Lillard can't tell his own autograph. It's basically the same as going to Oakland, California, finding a brother, having him sign something, and then looking him in the face and telling him he didn't sign it. It's the same fucking thing. Watch what fucking happens to you. I'm trying. People are. Uh, I've been accused. Uh, we've been accused of doing this to make money. I'll repeat, we've been accused of doing this to make money. Where, in fact, all my other businesses and ventures in life are so successful, instead of using sports car radio to make money like we once did, 
or rely on for income, we actually rely on it for a tax write-off. We spend money on it to lose money, to not make money. And one way we're going to be doing that is by uh, doing a, a pretty large ad buy or a pretty, you know, con, you know uh, sports cards is a niche market, okay? It's not like I can go blast this and spend $10,000 in one day like you can in the car insurance market or the, the board game category or, or, you know, iPhone, you know, if iPhone retailer or something could blow through $10,000 of clicks in, in 15 minutes. We're going to be able to consistently throw $20 to $30 a day at this for however long we need to. However long we feel like it. I'm, I'm ready to take social media advertising to the next level in the sports card game and to do it with these hit pieces. And for, for anybody to say, that we make money on this. I'm just going to put it to you like this. I made more money on the Thursday night Garth Brooks concert in Atlanta, Georgia, than I've made on sports card radio in the last four or five years put together. This doesn't mean shit. For years, we gave free promotion to the industry. And you know what? It didn't seem like it was appreciated. So instead of doing free promotion and helping set records at the industry summit, helping draw new eyeballs to the sports card category, I would argue that we helped push the, how should I say this, the sports card checklist The importance, uh, the importance of putting that up and, get, and providing that to collectors. Providing it was not viewed as important. Pushing that you know, past what it was in the past, PDFs and, and databases and something that wasn't widely distributed. Instead of doing that, the free promotion, promoting the sets, doing podcasts for free, why don't we spend our own money and every time there's a fuck-up, and it seems like there's a fuck-up literally every week and a half in some form or the other, whether it's the Prescott situation, a group breaker fucking up, this situation, every other week, there's a fuck-up. Instead of for the years of free promotion that we've done for the hobby, why don't we spend our own money and hit these motherfuckers right where it fucking hurts. It's a brilliant That's idea. That's what I want to do. And so I want to encourage everybody out there listening, can get at us on Twitter if you see a fuck up, if you see something stupid, egregious. Please, please contact And I want to shout out somebody that has been doing that. And you all should get on Twitter and follow this guy. He's not hard up for followers. He's got like over 1,300 followers, but I'm sure he could use more. This is PNW Sports Cards at PNW Sports Cards has regularly been uh, tweeting me uh, different things that I, I think he's finding uh, on his own, uh, you know, doing searches on eBay and stuff like that. He's constantly sending me stuff that I look at and I can't even, 
at, at, at times I start running out of, I start running out of superlatives or uh, responses to the just plain laziness and stupidity and clumsiness, sloppiness, lack of attention to detail that these card companies especially, and we're going to start throwing in these quote-unquote authenticators. Everyone. Everyone. Anyone that's trying to sell a fake autograph in which the athlete has said is fake, not once but twice. We're going to be throwing these guys under the bus, starting with Joel Alpard or whatever, however you say his last I mean, it doesn't really matter what his name is. The guy's a fucking clown. Email him, joel at A-L-P-E-R-T dot net. If you want to go, you know, stroke his cock and tell him, oh God, I'm so sorry, you can do that as well and get up into that club. Trust me, guys, that club ain't balling. Ain't doing shit. Have their heads so far up their fucking shit stained ass. It's it's not funny anymore. It really isn't. It's not funny that literally every other week there is a fuck up. That just slaps collectors right in the face. Slaps anyone with any kind of integrity or intelligence right in the fucking face. And there's no accountability in this business because you have part of the media is locked up with Beckett, who's not going to, you know, not going to call out its own authentication company. It's not going to call out any other company out there. Okay. Cause they need them to advertise in the magazine or on the website or to throw them a box or two. A lot of these other softy bloggers have no reach no compelling way to drive you to their website on a regular basis. No message. No consistent way to drive the traffic. They're often looking for a handout, a freebie, an ass slap. You're not going to get that here. The only ass I'm going to start slapping is my own, and I do it every day when I wake up. You guys think Damian Lillard has a big ego. It's, it's the size of a, a piece of sand on the ground compared to mine. And you guys think you can come at me on Twitter and tell me Damian Lillard deleted tweets and he didn't. Spread fake news. And also spread your own fake opinion about his autograph. And, and get fucking dumb fucking idiots to believe you. It's not going to happen. Maybe there's a couple shit-stained fucking fat white guys sitting there jerking off. I, mean, I can imagine how, how it goes trying to meet women. If you mirrored the situation, it'd be like going to a girl, asking her out. She's saying, no, you're not my type. Then you go to her again, <laughs> and she says, no, I have a boyfriend. Then it'd be like Beckett saying, no, look at these really nice pictures of me from a great angle when I was 30 pounds lighter 10 years ago. Will you go out with me? And the girl says, no, I'm fucking married with kids. 
and you sitting there still thinking you have a chance. <laughs> that isn't funny. And it's about, it's about the same scenario as we're seeing play out with autograph authentication. It's sickening. You guys need help. I wish there was a Betty Ford clinic I could fucking send you to to pull your fucking fat ass out of your head. Wish I could uh, prescribe some medicine to you. Send you to a four-year college like Damian Lillard so you can fucking be exceptional at not one but two things in life that are incredibly difficult to be exceptional at. The only exceptional thing people at Leaf and Beckett and people who support openly support and lie for them, not only support for them, but spread their lies and fake news, the only thing you guys are good at are probably ordering a fucking pizza from Pizza Hut and knowing where the new porn section is on Pornhub and where your fucking bottle of lube is. It's about all you're fucking good at. The only thing you fondled in the last week are some baseball cards. God knows you fucking fondled any titties. If you did, you probably would actually believe someone like Damian Lillard. And I, again, encourage all of you who want an apology from Damian Lillard, who want him to apologize for looking at an autograph twice and saying it's fake, and then lying about how he deleted his tweets, which he did not. I want you guys all to get up. I'll, I'll pay for the plane ticket too. Come out here to California, fly into Sacramento, SFO, fly into Oakland is a better thing to please. do. Fly into Oakland. I'll pay the ticket. First class. I will. Please. We'll pay. We'll, we'll put you up at a hotel in Oakland. And we'll go, go to the neighborhoods Damian Lillard grew up in. We'll take your fat fucking ass down there with a piece of paper. And I want you to ask a couple brothers to sign it and then tell him he didn't sign it. And then when he tells you, what the fuck, I just signed it? I want you to then lie to his face and say, oh, no, you didn't. In fact, you just told me you didn't sign it. Because that's exactly what you just did to Damian Lillard on social media. So let's get on an airplane, fly out to Oakland, California, and let's go to the fucking hood. And let's see you guys pull this shit to a brother that grew up in Oakland. Because that's exactly what Damian Lillard is. Let's go find one of his boys and let's see your fat fucking ass tremble then. Let me guess. The odds of you doing that is about the, as good of odds as you scoring a date this week. It's fucking ridiculous. We're done and we're serious. It's game on. It's game every on. Past if mis- every past mistake is going to be advertised. Every future mistake which includes this one is going to be advertised heavily Donald J. Trump style on your favorite social media networks. If we have to give away fucking boxes to get attention, we will. 
Yeah, hey, we got to do a retweet contest and have them, them retweet something negative about these guys. I'm willing to do that. I have um, like boxes and boxes of products sitting around here, stuff I could be giving away. Okay. I have excess inventory on Amazon that I will gladly just ship to anybody who's willing to take it. So this is dead fucking serious. We are tired of this bullshit year after year. These three inch dick motherfuckers, 70 to 150 pounds overweight, sitting there in Dallas, Texas, in between watching Pornhub and Spank Bang and whatever else they're watching. <laughs> They're looking at fucking pictures of autographs on a screen and claiming they're more of an authority on that than the player themselves. We're sick and fucking tired of it. And it's time to have some accountability. These guys are all in bed with each other. They all circle jerk each other. 24 hours later, they'll call out Dame Lillard. But for 10 days, Beckett knew those Prescott autographs were mm. and something was going on there. Mm. And they didn't say shit. And they allowed, during that time, Panini was scrambling to get those FedEx shipments returned back to them. Panini, excuse me, Beckett allowed Panini 10 days to cover up the Dak Prescott scandal. An authenticator was allowing Panini to cover up the Dak Prescott auto pen scandal by trying to pull back the shipments via FedEx. There is no accountability in this industry, and we will do our part to provide some fucking accountability. So your guys' assholes better be getting a little tight. Because we have a track record from Mark Sapir to Kevin Isaacson to Mike Smith to Cardfather X. When we don't like a guy or when they say something stupid or when they get mouthy on Twitter, Mike Smith suggested that you couldn't afford gas <laughs> to your bins. <laughs> That motherfucker, not a few months later, ends up with not one, not, not two, two, not, not three, three not, not four, but five. five. Felonies. And, and, and as a little kicker, it appears the wife also caught some DUI misdemeanor charges. Mm, with kids in the car. Mm. With kids in the car. Mm, mm, mm. And now I haven't checked lately on any of the parole or probation that he was on or if any of that has been violated. But for a guy who was a known and at the time of his arrest, a current user of many drugs, mm. wouldn't surprise me if more legal issues are headed his way. Mm. These are several examples of people who have tried to test us 
and who have ended up on the wrong side of the sports card history. Mm. Sapir, Isaacson, the jerk-off card father, and Mike Smith. We're not talking about guys who are big in the hobby anymore. We're talking about guys who have lost stature. Mm. Mm. And we're ready, prepared, willing, and able. And money is not an issue. This is not a monetization scheme. I'll reiterate, I made more. You can look it up. Garth Brooks played Thursday night in Atlanta, Georgia. I made more on that concert than the entire probably three to four years in sports card radio. Period. End of story. This is not a monetization scheme. This is we're fucking sick and tired of the last eight years of this bullshit of white men pulling me into the rooms, having conversations with me, telling me I need to be nice or I shouldn't mm. tweet that. Mm. Well, I'm Big about, mistake. We're about to pull out our fucking cock and drop it on the fucking table. That's what we're going to do. So you guys are sitting there trying to tell us what to do, what a real autograph is, what a fake autograph is, trying to tell me who I should have on this podcast. Well, we just told you what we're going to do. And like I said, you better put down the lube, better stop fondling the cards, better put down the fake autographs and the fake authentication, and get ready. Because we're fucking coming for your asses. Here we come. (laughs) (laughs) Suck a dick.